welcome, welcome to Out of Our Skull, episode 8. eight. Uh, April 15th. April 15th, episode. tax day, although technically not tax day because tax day falls on a Saturday, so tax day this year is the 18th. 17th. Yeah. Um, oh, and it also falls on Easter. Easter weekend. <laughs> Happy a, Easter. Happy Easter, everyone. Yeah. Find some of those Lucifer testicles. Whether you celebrate Catholic holidays or not. <laughs> Whether you're in it for the the religious notions or you're just in it for the chocolate bunnies. Chocolate in any shape or form. That's I'll right. Take it. But I'll don't give me no too. peeps. No. Oh, those things are disgusting. No. That's probably a whole other episode. The, the politicalization <laughs> of peeps. We'll do that on Everybody Eats. So, uh, <laughs> um, Out of Our Skull is the left-leaning podcast that uh, we're covering 2017 politics, North Carolina, local, and federal. And this is mostly federal this this week. Um, we did some local last last podcast, but this week a lot of shit happened. Man. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be cursing a little bit, so Speaking. mind your virgin ears. Oh, I am exhausted with all this. I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for you. I'm gonna stick it in, stick it out for you, Scullies, and keep informing I don't know you. If I've said this before, oh, but there's, there's a meme out there with Captain Picard. Yeah. And it's like every day, it's like damage report, <laughs> and it is a damage report. I I ran out of space on my notepad. Yeah. To to bring you this evening's notes. Yes. Um. Oh, How are you doing, CJ? I'm I'm tired. I'm kind of this this week has kind of wasted me, and it's only a Tuesday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that says I think that says it all. How are you? Uh, are you yeah, Candace? yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> Our week began in three weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Well, um, so was... let's get to it. These are kind of in order of. Probably uh, in order of chronological, chronological order. Yeah. yeah, yeah. we started with just chronologically. So, first up is the EPA cutting vehicle emission testing. Let's just drag us back to the good old days where you couldn't breathe the air in the 70s. Or drink the water. Or drink the water, yeah. Um, so, I knew this was going to happen yeah. when they named the, the EPA. When you when you yeah. name to the head of your EPA right. someone who has lawsuits against the EPA, yeah, we we knew this was coming. Yeah, we knew this this entire department was going to be gutted, and it is. But have you read about how bad it is? I mean, oh. we knew it was going to be bad. Yeah, this it's is bad. bad. The plan represents a ninety nine percent federal cut to the budget for emissions testing. Yeah, uh, it pretty much shut down the testing lab. Um, the Alliance of Automobile Manufacturers has led the call to roll back fuel economy standards, but now it finds itself blindsided by the proposed EPA budget. The Trump administration says it wants the automakers to pay most of the cost for the testing program from now on. That's not going to happen. They're just not going to test. That, I mean... Right. It's, they're, yeah. We're probably going to... You know, there's a reason why in the 70s you used regular. They had the regular and then the unleaded at the gas station. And you're probably too young to know about this. <laughs> but yeah, your 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 cars were just billowing crap into the air. And there's a reason why we have this standards because we actually have to breathe the fucking air. And if you're gonna place that the the onus of that on the car manufacturers, they're not gonna do it. If they do it, they're gonna go out of business. And what would be more ironic 
if the budget cuts that Trump supporters yeah. voted for uh, end up putting them out, out of, of work. work. But hey, and I'm sure there's going to be some coal mining jobs somewhere that oh, pay boy. We minimum got, wage. We got, we, we got talked to about the coal yeah. mining discussion we, okay. last episode. And just for the record, I don't believe coal miners are stupid. No. I don't believe they're they're dumb for wanting jobs. No, and I, I wish nobody had to lose their job. Right. I really do. I really do, but it's a dying industry, and there's a reason why you don't have certain industries anymore. The 8-track manufacturers don't exist anymore <laughs> because 8-tracks went out of business. You can't prop up a dying industry and hope that it comes back just because, you know, lots of people work here. Yes, and you have to move on to another industry. You know, there was actually a story about one of the largest coal manufacturers just put in solar panels. Hello? <laughs> Why don't you just turn yourself into a solar panel plant? <laughs> this isn't nearly you know, as environmental as the coal industry or environmental protection agency right. with emissions testing. But I was laid off uh, working as a portrait photographer because our studio was a film studio and everything went digital <laughs> and everything went digital. So we, we went under, I mean, that's how industries come and go. And you can't, you know, if it's a dying industry, Keep as many jobs as you can, but you're going to have to just, you're, you're going to have to move on and go, okay, this is a dying industry. What can we do to revitalize the area where these industries just had such a big hold? And that's what you got to do. And, and this, we're talking to you from North Carolina, which was tobacco capital of the world. Yeah. And now those people are been, being called to grow hemp. And organic Never. vegetables. Yeah. Because the tobacco just isn't profitable well speaking of losing jobs due to this budget the epa jobs yeah <laughs> are going to be reduced uh they'll be eliminated about a quarter of the jobs and 56 epa programs will be eliminated <laughs> including those involved with pesticide safety water <laughs> runoff control let me say that again water, water runoff control runoff control and environmental cooperation with mexico and canada after the north american free trade agreement i don't expect nafta nafta to actually survive if this administration survives much longer well americans favor moving forward with environmental protection programs and legislators can expect to get an earful from their constituents when the trump budget lands in their laps so it's still going to pass Congress. It's, yeah, it's this, quite frankly, this just shows what he wants to do. I don't think this budget is going to pass. I really don't. Um, not because of this. I don't think the Republicans give a shit about the EPA. Um, this isn't going to pass because it doesn't boost the military enough. And it also has, you know, there, there are certain provisions in it. And I'd have to relook at the budget to find them. But I know there's a couple of provisions in there that the Republicans just don't want. So this is almost DOA, but the fact that he wants to gut the EPA is just very, very troubling. Um, and these the senators should get an earful. Of course, they're not going to town hall meetings anymore, and when they do, they're sneaking out the back when they find out that people don't want to praise them and pat them on the back and, you know, suck their dick. <laughs> so... 
and again, yeah, I mean, this is going to go fly under the rug because they, um, <coughs> it, it so seems much. like Trump has bigger fish to fry. And we're getting so much thrown right at now. us. It's almost difficult to keep up with all of the crap that they're throwing at us. It's difficult for me to keep up. Let alone, and I'm not even serving in office. Yeah, and I know we're only touching on certain subjects, and we're only touching on a few of the certain subjects. There's a mess in this budget that he's proposing. Is a dis- it's just a mess. Yeah, it's kind of like he doesn't know anything about money. No, and well, but what do you expect from a businessman who filed for bankruptcy six times? Oh, he's a good businessman, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't make a casino profitable. When you can't sell steaks and vodka to Americans, come on. Come on. <laughs> um, he, you know, somebody put it great. He tries to sell vodka, but he doesn't drink, so he has no clue how to sell vodka. He tries to sell top-end steaks, but he eats his steaks well done with ketchup slathered all over oh. it, so he has no freaking clue what a steak tastes like. Oh, Merck. <laughs> you know, it's like he has no clue. He was born rich. And he's never had to work for anything. And he's obviously not working in this presidency. No, we'll go. We'll touch on that at yeah. the, at the, towards the end of this. Yeah. Um, well, next up is Trump revoking the fair pay and safe workplaces order. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know. <laughs> this, and he, he did, did that this. a week before Equal Pay Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's no stranger to being to opposing the small holidays that we have. Like, yeah. And it's uh, not like we all have the days off. No, no, um, no, not at all. I work for a European company, and I, it, I'm just amazed. Everyone was like, well, you get so many holidays. You know, they say that in America. No, we don't, actually. <laughs> My company, which the company I work for is German, for Christmas, they get four weeks off. Just shut the damn plant down off and they're paid for it and it's like we got two days <laughs> and i think they get more vacation yeah and more i mean i know they get more parental leave oh absolutely maternity leave and parental leave which this actually addresses yeah so i know that it reduces parental leave but i don't know how much is this based on employer now? It's based on employer now. So what your employer wants to give you and what this is going to when do. It, when it was a standard 12 weeks. Right. Um, what this is going to do is go back to the days where companies don't want to hire women who are of childbearing age. For just assuming that they're going to have a kid at some point and they're going to have to pay them for maternity leave. So they can cut it down to damp, to bare minimum. They already have cut paternity, paternity leave down to bare minimum because, you know, Lord knows you don't need a, a, a dad, apparently. My ex didn't have paternity leave. Yeah. What does this do for um, a parent welcoming an adopted child? Nothing. Yeah. I, so I think yeah, you have to, you have to actually right. take FMLA for that. This is for you had a child. No, this, um, that's not right. No, um, I disagree and, with you that. You know, different companies do different things. Some com- some companies are very welcoming, and they want to make you happy, and they want productive, happy employees. They'll give you paternity and maternity leave because they want you to be happy, productive employees. Um, but other companies are, you know, you look at a big box store company like Walmart. Do you think they give a shit? No, they're just going to fire you if you get pregnant because they can get some other schmuck in there for fifteen bucks an hour. 
or I say 15, no, 750, 750 or 775. Right, right. Um, and, you, you know, sorry, we don't have to, we don't have to accommodate you. And this removes wage transparency. Right. So if you're making 80 cents or 70 cents to every dollar that a guy is making and you're a woman, then you won't even know about it. Yeah, you won't know. Pay will be non-disclosed. Right. Uh, across the company board. Um, and it also removes 14 sexual harassment clauses. Yeah. This is, this is just a smack in the face to any working woman. Um, and this goes back to, you know, not Trump being a conservative Christian because um, I don't, I believe he wears that mantle whenever it suits him and gets him votes. I don't think he's a Christian in the slightest. I don't think he gives a shit about I don't think he wants women in the workplace, period. No, and neither does any of the conservative Christians right. in our government because a woman's place is in the home. Yeah. You shouldn't get maternity leave because you should be home raising your children. Mm -hmm. um, you shouldn't. And if you're worried about being harassed in the workplace, just don't work. Right. Just don't work or, hey, you know, it's just boys being boys or, hey, what were you wearing? It's it's just it's just disgusting. Yeah, why would you revoke something that's been working for people? Right. I I I just don't I don't know. It's it's truly He's gross. Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip ahead because we're dealing with sexual harassment here and, and go to Bill O'Reilly since that's basically the same topic. Um, <laughs> birds of a feather, I suppose. Trump defends Bill O'Reilly in his his sexual harassment settlements. It came to light that he's settled, I think it's 12 point with, he, he has settled, I can't remember how many lawsuits to the tune of $12.5 million um, on sexual, har sexual harassment spanning years and years and years. Just Bill O'Reilly being a dick to every woman he comes in contact with. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, what are the allegations? The allegations are that he made inappropriate comments, inappropriate touching, um, and that um, you were expected if you if you one journalist has come forward and she she did not get any money she was not part of any of the harassment suits she's just come forward to to give her story and she said hers was minor she had dinner with him thinking he was going to give her tips on how to get ahead and instead it was you can you come back to my place and when she refused he basically belittled her and um, looked at what she had ordered and made comments about the expense of what she had ordered and made derogatory comments about what she was wearing and because she wouldn't go back to his room with him. Hmm. Um, but this isn't the first time he, yeah, I mean, he's on, there was a recorded conversation of him calling somebody and making loofah, <laughs> falafel. He was talking about a loofah in the shower and he said falafel. And... <laughs> <laughs> That was years ago. <laughs> I'm like, you're doing it wrong, Bill. On so many levels, you're doing it wrong. You got falafel in the shower. That ain't gonna work. Um, but <laughs> you keep checking that Urban Dictionary for euphemisms. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> of course, he settled these rather than go to court. He settled all of these these claims. And they're closed, so you can't know exactly what was said or what was done. But Trump came to his defense saying, you know, he knows Bill O'Reilly and he's a good guy and he doesn't think he's he doesn't think he did any of these things and he's innocent and and then he said he shouldn't settle he shouldn't have settled. Um, because it makes him look guilty. 
this coming from a guy who's also settled sexual harassment lawsuits against him. Um, you know, you can say what you will about Bill Clinton, but his affair was consensual. Monica Lewinsky has never said otherwise. And, you know, we now have a president that openly admits to sexual, not only sexual harassment, but sexual molestation. And he settled claims for sexual harassment. So... They're both just such they're, they're disgusting. They're disgusting. <laughs> and birds of a feather. <laughs> and speaking of birds of a feather, Steve Bannon. Um, Steve Bannon. Um, our, our local alt-right neo-Nazi was chief advisor. He was demoted, and I'm using air quotes on that. Yeah, finger um, quotes. Finger quotes. Uh, demoted from National Press. The National Security Council. National Security he lost Council. his seat on the National Security Council. According to certain reports, uh, Steve Bannon has been at odds with Jared Kushner, who is Trump's son-in-law, married to Ivanka, and Kushner had him thrown off the National Security Council, or at least lose his seat. Um, now, there's differing reports as to whether or not he's not going to be in the room during these. There's so many reports on this. Yeah. You, you can't really find definitively three articles the same yeah the what exactly has happened right um there are reports that he called kushner a cuck which is an alt-right term for like a uh i need to get the urban dictionary on that one yeah i never heard what that is um (laughs) yay for me (laughs) yeah it's not pleasant a word used by white supremacists to solicit sex because they believe people of whom they call cucks would like to fuck them so this is a so he's basically calling him like a slut or a yeah, whore or a, you know a homo something something very derogatory um but it's a white supremacist term <laughs> um but it's a white supremacist term and i don't think steve bannon has ever shied away from his white supremacist no views. no 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 um it, and it's and quite it is it's very disturbing that this dude is on the Security Council in the first place. Yeah. He has no business there. He wasn't elected to anything. Um, this is just, you know... Nobody the, has served that that high of a seat of going to the Security Council meetings. Yeah. And, you know, this dude was just the, the editor of Breitbart, and all he did was write some glowing shit about Trump, and suddenly, you know, we're calling him President Bannon because he's basically pulling the strings. Um, now, some of the shine may have worn off here. If he's fighting with Jared Kushner, that's not going to settle well with, with Trump because that's Ivanka's that's husband. Somehow, right? Yeah. And we all know Ivanka is the, 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 the favorite child. <laughs> as far as the politics go. Yes. As far as politics go. And looks. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of work there. Well, Trump has uh, praised her for her looks. Oh, yeah. Lots and lots of times. Um, But what are the other tidbits about Bannon's departure? I mean, one source says that um, he asked Trump to step down. And another one said that... uh, Who was the guy, McKinley or something? That Bannon was just there to babysit... Oh, oh, yeah. I'm. I will believe Bannon is out of the spotlight or out of control when Bannon is completely out of DC. 
Um, yeah, people were a little hesitant to um, celebrate his demotion, yeah. and I, I think for good reason. I was one of the ones that was hesitating. Like, yeah, I, you know I was what? celebrating gonna... until I actually read some articles, and I was like, he's not really out. Right, I'm not going to throw my know, hands up just yet. Right, he's he's just, he's, he's you know, in one article, according to CNBC, he's being re- reportedly told to lay low um, while the White House denies rumors of a shakeup. Yeah. So this is like, okay, we're going to take you out of the spotlight a little bit and hope things settle down a little bit. But if he is fighting with Jared Kushner, I don't think, I don't think he'll win that because, frankly, I think Ivanka has more pull with Trump than Bannon does. Of course, the other big news was the Syria strike. The huge, huge news. Huge news. Um, this probably, I you know, I don't like to be a conspiracy theorist. I'm you don't like to? Not, I'm usually not. <laughs> usually I am not a conspiracy theorist. Uh, that's this, more my end. Yeah, yeah this whole thing just reeks. Um, so, President Assad of Syria dropped chemical weapons on his on people in his country and killed them because he's a fuckwad um and he's a horrible horrible person and he's backed by russia and he felt he could do that and um from what i understand trump says he was moved by pictures of the children who were dead um reports are saying ivanka was moved by the pictures of children who were dead and she pressed trump to actually retaliate um, and the retaliation came in the form of Tomahawk missiles that were lobbed at an airbase. Um, 59 Tomahawk 59 missiles. 59 Tomahawk missiles. After phoning After Putin. phoning Putin and letting him know this was going to happen. And of course, because Assad is backed by Russia, Putin told Assad. We don't have confirmation of that. But the fact that everything was moved out of this airbase mm-hmm. and, and the personnel were all evacuated that tells me they knew this was coming that that kind of puts the conspiracy theory together Um, Um, also the fact that 15 hours after this strike they were utilizing that air base again and launching um Mm -hmm. and and trump has stock in tomahawk right missiles (laughs) yeah so yeah because he's not divested himself of any of his business ventures um he owned stock in Tomahawk missiles, apparently. And um, yeah, so this not only benefited him financially, but um, <laughs> tried to make him, you know, there was a brief moment where he looked like a strong leader and then everyone took a look at it and went, this really, I mean, 15 hours later, they're launching aircraft from the same mm-hmm. airfield. What what exactly did we do besides kill six civilians? Right, it kind of made people nervous. Are we going to war? Well, uh, war hasn't been declared yet, but there's definitely conflict. And, and this, well, I, what would have happened if Hillary was in the office? What would she have done? And, you know, just the back and forth. And it should be t- said that Trump did not go to Congress with this beforehand. This was an executive order. Um, and he wasn't at the White House when this happened. Uh, no, he's he was, not interested in following any protocol. No, he was on his way to Florida when he... He apparently ordered this. So, you know, not to be a conspiracy theorist, but this just seems like it was a don't look at the Russian, you know, don't look at the investigation between me and Russia. Look, I'm, I'm throwing missiles at one of Russia's allies. Mm-hmm. Aren't I strong? Yep. 
I want to know what the Scullies think about that one. Yeah. So let us know. Same here. Let us know what you think. Um, I think it was all just bluff. Um, An expensive bluff. A very, very expensive bluff. <laughs> and what do you guys think of the Pepsi commercial? <laughs> so number one in our PR disaster of the week is the Pepsi commercial. I have to say, watching this, have you watched the commercial? Yes. I, ha- I hadn't right away i don't i don't watch much tv it's not like it was so released. It, it was it was put online it wasn't released like they didn't buy air, at airspace or anything like okay um so it wasn't on tv or anything other than being a bit tone deaf i don't know what the big deal was it was just it to me it reminded me of the coca-cola i'd like to teach the world to sing it's like happy hippie dippy peace thing well it's this woman that's it's Kendall Jenner. Kendall that Jenner. The, that was the tone deafness of it by using. Yeah, I don't think she's. Is she supposed to be Kendall Jenner? Or is she supposed to be just she's supposed a to be woman? Kendall. I think she's supposed to be Kendall Jenner. Okay, well that's mistake number one. Yeah. Um, number two, she's roaming around the streets and like it's like she happens to wander to the women's march. Well, she was doing. Well, it wasn't even a women's march. They don't say what the protest is. There's like a protest going on. She's doing a fashion shoot. And sees the protest. And she's just kind of wondering. She and... sees the protest go by, and then a cute guy with a cello makes eye contact she, with her. Yeah, she's flirting about, do I Yeah. Do I join this protest? Uh, but apparently, you know. This boy's going to like me if I do. And Cute guys who bring just, cellos to a protest. Um, <laughs> and then. She rips off her wig and joins the protest, and then the police stop them, and everything is solved by handing the police a coca-cola in slow motion oh my god a coca-cola that's a pepsi (laughs) coke we are fans yeah um in slow motion like she hands slow motion the police officer behind behind a police you know shield uh, a A a can of pepsi and um and then everyone cheers and the police are happy and it's like pepsi brought peace Uh, (laughs) and the the next day it was pulled 36 hours after air? Yeah, they pulled it off the line. They pulled it offline. It wasn't wasn't necessarily that people were, like, appalled. Oh, yes, they were. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, they were. The Black Lives Matter movement people were floored. Well, okay, that I can definitely see because this is basically taking the picture of the the Black Lives Matter protest in in, uh, New Orleans. The picture of that, that protester, that black woman, Facing off with police officers in riot gear. That is the picture they were basing this commercial off of. And you can look that up online. But her handing, she's trying Was to... this in the 60s? Because no. I listened to... Okay, this I listened recent. to a radio show where they had the director of the commercial on. Okay, yeah. And I so he that. was... Yeah, he was explaining... There's a couple of different pictures with protesters facing off against riot police and trying to calm them down. But this... This most recent picture was a BLM march, and it was in New Orleans. And she's facing off with the with the police. And that's, to me, that was what they were going for. And it's very, the protest is very diverse. You know, the cute guy is Asian American. There's black people. There's white people. There's a Middle Eastern woman taking photographs. It's deliberately diverse. Well, but it's all, the colors are very muted. You see you see the blue of the can. Yeah. And that's, and that's well, it's the Pepsi blue. So and police blue, I, I, because the opposing force to Black Lives Matter is is the police. But I 
don't, I don't think this was deliberate on Pepsi's part, although I am a Diet Coke drinker. I don't think this is deliberate on Pepsi's part. I think somebody in a, in a room somewhere said, hey, protests are cool. And they based it off of that. And it's just, it just, it was so, so tone deaf. It was shallow. It was just, it was really just not well done. And they pulled it. Well, the director said that um, his inspiration for this was a Pepsi commercial that they did in the 60s. And he kind of shot it frame by frame to mirror that and update it to modern times. So it was just an homage to that. Yeah, I'm just... That's what he said. That was the picture I'm talking about. Um, she's showing me this picture of the New Orleans protest. Uh, well, okay, I can I can kind of see that. Um, and you can look this online. I just googled New Orleans protest woman. Um, but it's a very it's a very great photo. They're literally like backing away from her, and all she has in her hand is a piece of paper. So, yeah, she's unarmed. She's got a gown on. Yeah. She's uh, um, not, sus- not she's suspecting. Very non- yeah, she's very non-threatening. So, and they're just backing away from her like she's about to attack. This was just, it was just tone deaf. It was just stupid on Pepe's, Pepsi's part. And it made, the fact that it made it through committee and then was filmed and nobody once said, hey, this is pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But way to go, Pepsi. But you made probably the smallest PR blender of the week. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So the second PR blender of the week? We're going to Spicer. We're going to Spicer? That's the third. That's the major blow up. Okay. So let's see. The second PR blender of the week was United Airlines. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> we decided. Um, <laughs> we decided that. It was perfectly fine to call the police to beat the crap out of a paying customer and drag him out of his seat. Um, so apparently on a flight to St. Louis from Chicago. It's either from Chicago to St. Louis or from St. Louis to Chicago. Um, the plane was booked solid, as they do. Um, this was not a case of overbooking. Everyone saying they were overbooked. They were not overbooked. Every seat was sold. They had four United Airline employees that they needed to get to St. Louis. So rather than take care of this at the gate, which is what they normally do, they ask for volunteers at the gate and say, will somebody please give up their seat? Instead, they had everybody sitting in the plane ready for takeoff. And then they came on and said, we need four seats. And they offered $800 in vouchers and um, I think a meal ticket or or something it's just ridiculously crappy you know incentives to get off the plane and nobody took them up on it um one passenger apparently looked at the manager and said i'll get off for sixteen hundred dollars and a night stay at a hotel and the manager laughed at him um and so instead what they did was a randomized lottery and chose four people and one of them was this uh vietnamese american doctor and he did not he he said he had patience to see on Monday and did not want to get out of his seat. And so they called the police and they drug him forcibly out of the plane. In the course of this, he cracked his there's, head. There's video. Of there's this. video. Lots of video. You've probably seen it. Yeah. There's four or five different angles. Um, he cracked People his head. People on the, on the plane, you know, shooting right. video from their phones. Um, 
they drug him off bleeding and um and then to just make this whole thing just seem totally illogical they delayed the flight for two hours and then let him back on the plane see i do think this is a a problem of overbooking the flight simply because you should you should have available seats just in case your employees do well, need seats. Well, the thing what they normally do is if there's no available seats on your flight, they'll purchase tickets through another carrier and send you... Because I've seen... I've been on Delta flights where there's been United Airlines employees because there's no room on the United flight, so they put them on um, and nobody will get off. So they'll put them on a, a competitor's plane mm-hmm. just to get them to where they're supposed to go. Um, in this instance, they probably could have put them in a car. It's a four and a half hour drive. Get him a freaking limo. This is going to cause... I, I mean, United stock has plummeted today. It's, they're taking a brutal hit. Not just because the video looks horrible. It looks horrible. And it, it is mistreatment is of a person. Yeah. And, you know, there are people out there who say, well, he should have just given up his seat. No. He bought... I haven't heard anybody say that. I have. I want, he bought a ticket. He's on the plane. His luggage is on the plane. They're waiting for takeoff. Why the hell should he have to get off the plane to make room for one of their employees, a non-paying customer? It This is, you know, any other business. And, it, and people are saying it's a minority thing. It's a racial yeah, thing. Because he's, you know, Vietnamese American. Um, now they're digging up junk from his past. Apparently he has a conviction 13 years ago. And I'm like, oh, defamation of character yeah, already. Because good, you know, nice, classy, classy. They, United apparently, Air. they intuited that from looking at him or something. Um, right. To me, By the way, 13 years ago, plenty of time for reform. And if we're gonna bring, if we're gonna dredge up past, let's dredge up United's past because this isn't the first time they've treated their customers like shit. Um, but this is just this is just problematic of the airline industry. The idea of overbooking is it's fraudulent to me if i have a concert hall that seats 100 people and i regularly for every concert sell 125 and just hope 25 people don't show up and when they do well it's like well i've got a voucher for the concert next the next concert does anyone want that i would be put out of business for fraud i'm selling something that doesn't exist and they're allowed to do this every day and i don't understand it and it's like, well, people don't show up for their flights and then they have an empty seat. Every flight I have booked has been prepaid and non-refundable. I have to pay extra to move it to a different day or to have it be flexible. You pay a wildly excessive amount to have it be flexible. Yeah. Um, it's just, this is ridiculous. They're, they're cramming us into these planes. They're treating us like shit. And they do it because they can get away with it. Um, this will probably cost United some money. I'm it sure will. they'll settle. And, I mean... I, and now this guy's name is being drunk through the mud and all of this shit that he dealt with 13 years ago is being brought up because... Yeah, he's probably going to lose patience. Yeah, because he didn't, you know, kiss corporate's ass and get out of his seat when he was told to. It's really shameful. Yeah, it it's is. Got, it puts a bad taste in my mouth. And... You know, so many people were taking videos of this. I say, let's have one person take video, and then the rest of you defend this yeah, person. Yeah, defend this dude, and get mm-hmm. in the way, pull the 
policemen off. There should be shouting. I mean, there were people shouting. Yeah. There were people shouting, oh, no, what are you doing? This is wrong. But more to but, the point, why are, are police officers that we're paying with our tax dollars being used to enforce corporate rules? This is just, it, it was so poorly handled on every fucking level. It was amazing. And then the CEO of United came out with just the most tone-deaf apology that, and I'm again, use air quotes, it wasn't even apology. It was like, well, you know, we vol- the, the volunteers had to be reaccommodated. Okay, first off, it's not volunteer if you're telling the person, get off my plane. <laughs> you're not, that's not a volunteer anymore. Um, and, and they've just doubled down. He was belligerent, he was rude. Well, if I'm sitting after a long day at an airport, and trust me, whenever you travel by air, it's a long day at the airport, and I'm finally on the plane, and I'm going home, and somebody tells me I'm kicking you off the plane, I'm probably going to get belligerent too. (laughs) I paid for my ticket. Why can't I go home? I haven't seen anybody address this with professional grace. Yeah. And that's... That's just the state of our airline industry. They're allowed to do things to people because, you know. But just because you're allowed to do something doesn't, doesn't, mean doesn't you make should. it. Yeah. And there are airlines out there who treat their their flyers very nicely. United is not one of them. I've flown United. My mother's flown United. And they don't. They don't care. Hmm. And it's one of those industries. United's... United's attitude is we're too big to fail so the government won't let us fail well let's see what happens your your stock has plummeted so <laughs> i hope it continues to plummet i don't think the ceo is going to last the week because his two responses to this have just been completely it's like dude you didn't even watch the video and i don't think he has it's it's brutal it I, is. I mean I, I don't like to watch anybody be treated poorly and that's and that was being treated very poorly. Yeah. Okay, but that wasn't even the biggest PR blunder of the oh week. Oh boy! Sean Moving Spicer. on, <laughs> <laughs> Sean Spicer. Sean Spicer. Or he had a press conference. Was that today? Today's today. Um, on today, Passover. Tuesday, April eleventh is when we're is, recording this. Which is Passover. Just, you know, <laughs> for those of you who want to know. She's, uh, she's noting that because in his speech, what was it even about? He was talking um, about the Syrian air attack. He was. Okay, that's right. He was talking about the Syrian air attack and how Ashad was, uh, I mean, to compare him to Hitler, not even Hitler, Sunk this low. Uh, sunk this low to use to use chemicals. gas, chemical warfare on its own people. <laughs> like, h- hello. <laughs> and do, to... do you know what gas chambers are? Yeah, Mr. Spicer. Do you know what Zyklon B is? It, it's an actual chemical agent that's used to kill people. That Hitler used to kill millions of people. He was called out on this by yes. by press, and hey, our press is getting so much better. They're finally in, calling him out in, in the mid, room in mid April uh, than they were in uh, yeah. mid January. Um, so so he was called out on like, excuse me, can you clarify? And that's all she said, which was brilliant. Yeah, and then um, he just started digging deeper. 
Okay. We'll he was eventually just... get some. <laughs> backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. I, well, you know, what I'm saying is you know, he didn't use the he, chemical he didn't, against he innocent. Didn't, he didn't drop drop uh, uh, chemical bombs. It, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It started off like he didn't use chemical warfare. And then it was he didn't use chemical warfare against his own innocent people. And then it was he didn't drop it from planes. So apparently, you know, Assad is worse than Hitler because... Hitler didn't drop yeah. the Zyklon B from planes. That's the that's the message. Yeah, and he didn't. He wrote this speech. He this isn't misspeak. He didn't. He wasn't responding to a question that was taken out of context. He wrote <laughs> this speech. part about and not he, even a shot stooped that low. He wrote that in his speech yeah. or whoever no, nobody is. Nobody asked him about Hitler. <laughs> He brought it up. He and then, left it out of the speech. And then he's saying things like, well, Hitler would take people out of the city. He didn't drop it on the cities. He took them out of the cities and brought them to Holocaust centers. Like it's a spa or something. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, dude. This after the president has decided he's not going to sit down with Jewish leaders and enjoy Cedar dinner, which every president before him has done in recent years. Um, and on Holocaust Memorial Day, oh, they didn't even they didn't even speak about the Jewish people. There's no mistaking that there's anti-Semitism yeah. in this administration. This is this is a dog whistle to all the little alt-right white, white supremacists out there. Oh look, you know, I I have no doubt in my mind Steve Bannon is a Holocaust denier. I don't think he believes that it actually happened, and I'm beginning beginning to believe that Sean Spicer is right there along with him, because this was just bad. <laughs> And um, there are now calls to have you fired. Yes, there are. I I saw a Facebook poll today by Occupy Democrats. Yeah, um, the Anne Frank Center has also asked for his resignation. Oh, nice. Um, okay. And then they've also asked if he doesn't resign, you should fire him. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got to know our world history, people. No, it, it, this is just stupid. This, this is just stupid. stupid. Is Assad bad? Yes. Did he kill six million people yet? No, no, he hasn't. So no, he hasn't. You know, sunk to the level of Hitler. <laughs> and, and and denying denying that Holocaust Hitler, uh, yeah. methods is, is just it, it's just in poor taste. It's unnecessary. It, it's, Come on, yeah, on Passover. Yeah. Well, let's pause here and pick up tomorrow night after the Sarsour event. Yep. <laughs>